Welcome back, Mothering Community, to the second part of Lindsay Leggett's remarkable journey through the unknown terrain of triple positive breast cancer. In the first half, we explored the highs and lows of her initial battle. Now, as we venture deeper into this narrative, Lindsay generously unveils the intricacies of her treatment plan, the unforeseen roadblocks encountered along the way, and the triumphant strides she took towards the finish line. Join us as we navigate the intricacies of Lindsay's journey in the face of uncertainty. And Lindsay, as always, your resilience is an inspiration, and we are honored to continue this journey with you. And always remember, we hear you, we see you, we are with you every step of the way. My treatment for, to circle back, um, when I had that PET scan, they saw that from my initial, I've had a, I had a couple scans in, during that time. And the plan was to do my double mastectomy and then do chemo. But within a couple weeks of my scans, the tumor had already started growing larger. So Jesus. right before my double mastectomy was scheduled, it was like on a Monday, they called me on a Friday and said, change of plans. We're starting your chemo this coming week and your surgery surgery will be at the end when you're all done with chemo because they wanted to just hit all the cancer as much as they could and not let it spread anymore and make sure it wasn't spread throughout my body if they right. had done surgery first. So it kind of all like flipped around. So it was stressful. Um, so I started my chemo and it was six rounds of chemotherapy every three weeks and I did that starting the end of October through February and I I'm I'm sorry I'm trying okay so it's six rounds of chemo six rounds of chemo every three weeks yes so you had to complete each round yeah okay so you got done in three weeks period yeah so I my husband would you know he'd take off work um the day of chemo and he and the boys would load me up in the truck and we would drive to the hospital. And because again, it was after the COVID pandemic, I was not allowed to have any guests, any visitors with me. Um, so that was really hard that I I think about that often, actually, like that's like one of those things that like really like triggers me when I think back about it. Um, especially like with social media, you'll see, um, like people going and sitting with their loved ones or their friends or their mom or whatever, sitting there with them while they're going through chemo. And like, I feel like that probably helped the person going through it not feel so alone, Mm -hmm. not feel so scared. Um, You had like your comfort with you to keep you occupied, you know, and I couldn't, I wasn't allowed to have anyone with me. So they would drop me off at the hospital and I'd, um, you know, go up to the cancer center and, check in at 8 a.m. and I was there until 4. It was a long day for me every time for chemo because they would do, you know, they'd start you, they have to do your labs to check your blood work, um, then check your numbers, then they would do pre-meds to make sure you don't have any allergic reaction to anything, and then you would get your chemo, and I did I think it was two different types of chemo and then an immunotherapy in there. So and it was one day. Yeah, it was all like one after the other after the other. Once this is done, you'll do this once and you just sit there and you get your chemo. That's so I mean, like, 
I know this exhausting. Like <laughs> cross, yeah. but like that's also like so isolating to have mm-hmm. to be there. No wonder that's triggering for you. It was. Did you very... find <clears throat> any of that process being harder than you thought? Like besides being alone, when they gave you your medicine, could you like feel it going through your? Pores? Yeah. So like the taste. Like I, oh, a taste. yeah. So okay. there's like a like a metally saline taste, like, and it's weird because it goes through my port and my chest, and I could instantly taste that on my tongue. And like even now, when I go, I still have my port, and when I go to have blood work done or anything, they'll like flush it. They have to flush your port out um, with just like saline water, and like I have to have gum or a mint or something because it is so triggering and traumatic to yeah. like have that taste. Um, but like I could feel it. You know, sometimes your body gets a little warm or, you know, you can feel it. But when I first had my chemo, I had allergic reaction to one of the pre-meds. So it was like a a pre-med nausea to like make me not be sick and nauseous. And I had an allergic reaction to it. And I remember that was like the first step of my chemo. So I'm already like going in there scared, like so scared. And then they do that. And like the nurses walk walk away as I'm getting my my pre-med. And all of a sudden, I feel hot, like on fire hot. My whole body turns red. And then I start to feel nauseous. So I like grab the trash can sitting beside me. And I'm just like holding it and like breathing really heavy, like waiting for myself to get sick. And the nurses saw me and they're like, this is not supposed to happen. You're having an allergic reaction. So I can't have that type of that type of pre-med anymore. Right. Okay. Um, but I was sitting there thinking, I'm. this is what chemo is. Like, I'm going to be sick every single time all day long like this and feel this way and feel so horrible and that actually was not how it was so it like scared me but I realized okay this is just an allergic reaction yeah so the chemo part of it and like the pre-meds those didn't make me sick while I was getting it it was just sitting there waiting all day long for it to do yeah long day you know I would bring my computer do editing or whatever I'd bring my phone like just things to do I try to take a nap um just to sit there and wait for it to all be done did but, you get sick like so like that day so, or like that week yeah or? so like the pre-meds that I had would help me and I would have to take like a steroid the day before chemo the day of chemo and the day after chemo and that would help me I know it was a lot and that's like back what we said I barely even took like Tylenol when I would have yeah. a headache before all this and now I'm like loading up on everything (laughs) yeah Yeah. so um I would not feel sick the day of chemo or the day after I would feel okay it was about day like three and four that like everything would wear off and it like hit me really hard um so I would be like super nauseous super like just like you felt like you had like a stomach bug or a flu but I had the, one of the chemo that I did, it would affect my white blood um, cells and that makes your joints hurt really, really bad. So oh. yeah, so I had to wear like in medical terms, it's called Nulasta and it was like this little like machine thing on the back of my arm. It would like prick my arm and I would have to wear that. I'd leave for my chemo appointment and they would put that on my arm and it would inject 24 hours after chemo a medicine to help with my white blood count and to help with my joint pain which it caused joint pain too so oh my gosh it was bad so like the joints and nausea and yeah yeah so much yeah so those days were hard and I am working through all this I'm a full-time working mom so thankfully I work from home 
I would go into the office a couple days a week, but during all of during my chemo time, I never went into the office. Um, and my work family were, they were awesome. They would cover my desk for me. Um, like never make me, you know, have to use vacation time or anything during this time. Like they humanized you, mm-hmm. which yeah, let's That's how it should be, right? It should be. And I don't know your company, but thank you for that. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. That took- Technocap. Technocap. <laughs> Yes, amazing. We'll Got to shout them out. <laughs> yes, and I'm sure that took a heavy weight off of your plate yes. and a burden mm-hmm. well, in the back of your mind. That's like yeah. even when you're sick normally and you have to take yeah. a day off yes. of work, just you have the common cold, yes. or the flu, and then, you take a day off work. And you're like, I have to play catch up, all this yeah. stuff. And now, for mm-hmm. your company, Technocap, shout out again <laughs> to do that for you is how it should be yeah they're amazing well and i feel like so many people that probably are going through something like an illness or something where it really affects their life fully they i mean you are surrounded by support which is so nice but i there's so many people that probably aren't there is i i have been on facebook groups for like breast Mm -hmm. cancer and i kind of have to like get myself out of those here and there because sometimes it can be like really rough but i see a lot of people on there like I don't have any vacation time to use. I, my yeah. work is not letting me do this. I think I'm going to lose my job like because they're yeah. going through cancer. And I'm like, that is absolutely horrible. And I couldn't imagine like not like worrying about your life mm-hmm. and being also alive. worrying about your yeah being alive and then also worrying about your financial, a uh, having finances. a job. And like my work was great. I mean, my boss, she was amazing at my boss above her is like they he I told you guys before he booked me a hotel room for my very last chemo because COVID was running through my house and my parents and just to make sure I would not get I wouldn't get COVID he booked me a hotel room so I could go stay away from my house and get to my next chemo the next morning like they were amazing so I'm sure that was hard for you yes yes I'm sure that was hard for you to even accept something like that because you're like you said you're such a do yeah to accept that and for your boss to basically i would have been like if you don't go to this you lose your job so go Mm -hmm. stay in this hotel room yes get stay healthy again humanizing Mm -hmm. a person over production of whatever your job is Mm -hmm. is how it should be in this world so he needs to have a ted talk and <laughs> and with the folk, yeah with the president <laughs> yeah and explain to him of the united states <laughs> yeah explain to everybody how it should be yes and i just i mean you can answer it as vaguely as you can but mm-hmm. were you surprised how much your insurance covered things or were you or so was it not covered so we are on my insurance through my company okay. um and thankfully it covered a lot. I mean, we were very surprised. I think the only thing I ever really had to worry about were copays, which unfortunately I always have a copay because right. I see a specialist for literally well, everything. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of a pain in the butt because it's like right out of pocket, like pay your copay. Yeah. But my insurance is really, really good. So I'm very grateful for that. Um, that's awesome. To not have to stress financially for yeah. that. I mean, chemo, my chemo, I know it's different for everyone, but I remember seeing like statements come through twenty five thousand to thirty thousand just for one round. So that's insane. And you had six rounds. Yeah, and like, yeah, and I mean I'm like on October to February. Yeah, yeah. And I mean I'm on um, some medications still. So because I was the hormone 
positive. I'm on an estrogen blocker for 10 years. So I've been on that for like a year and a half now. Is that orally or do you have to get that? Yeah, orally. Yep. Um, And then I'm also, this is uh, something a lot of people don't know, but I started another chemo med this past March um, and it is six pills a day. And that medicine, I have to have refills, like they have to deliver it to my house. It comes from like a special place. So I have to sign for it. It's $11,000 just for that med. And I get refills on it all the time. For one pill? Yeah. It's yeah. For the the bottle. Yeah. It's expensive. So, um, thankfully I don't have to pay for that. So, um, I'm very lucky with my insurance for sure. Yeah. Thank you for being Mm -hmm. very transparent about that because I would have had no idea to begin mm-hmm. with the, the price of it number one or number two shit. for those of the, them out there that yes. do not have insurance and um the actual financial burden that is placed on a family i think s- should not be as overlooked as right. it is right you know so you did chemo up through february yes so were you in, and then you had your double mastectomy. Yeah, so I finished chemo, the big, it was like February 2nd or 3rd, I think, and I had my double mastectomy February 22nd of 2022. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So that's 20 days after chemo. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, yeah it was very quick. My doctor wanted to like get get it done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but with chemo, each round I got more sick. Okay. Each round was harder. Um, I was getting weaker. I was I lost so much weight. I was losing muscle mass. Um, I was just physically drained and tired and sick. I had lost all my hair, my eyebrows, my eyelashes at that point. Like at the end, my eyelashes and eyebrows fell out. Like I thought I was holding on to them. I was like, okay, if I can at least just keep my eyebrows and my right. eyelashes. And unfortunately, those were like last to go. And I believe that happens to a lot of cancer patients. Um, but I made it to, you know, my last chemo, I was just so sick, but it was like a celebration almost because right. I'm like, Oh my gosh, yeah. like my last I chemo, it. I made it. And that's kind of like with having to go to chemo by yourself when I couldn't have anyone there with me, you know, sometimes you'll see people posting on social media, like all their friends and family with yeah. signs and <clears throat> yeah. balloons and everything well, and it's also, like a celebration and you went through it with the holidays i mean yeah you went, so you went through thank thanksgiving mm-hmm. christmas the new year yep and this was on your shoulders yeah it was hard it I, was really hard i would assume yeah so. yeah um but that was hard to be like done and like i i got to ring the bell um and like the nurses there were like cheering for me and it was really sweet but I left there feeling like just so sad that nobody like they wouldn't allow yeah. my family and friends there like you know you just kind of like walk out and it's like oh I'm like it was sad it was hard for me like that mentally was hard for me but I'm like okay I got through it like mm-hmm. I'm gonna be sick here in a couple days I normally would like feel sick for that first week and then I would have like you know my two more weeks after that before it would be my next round this time I was like I can get through it I was sick but I'm done with chemo. So like I, it was exciting too. It was like the best feeling. So did, before you had your surgery, did they do another PET scan? To so see? yes. Okay. So this is where things kind of got a little crazy. Um, I had to go have another mammogram, which 
I don't think I tell a lot of people this, but I could feel that lump like disappearing each round of chemo. Yeah. Like it was smaller and smaller. And by the end, I could not even find it. Like when I would try feeling it. So that made me feel really good. Like, no, I feel like I would be obsessing about feeling it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I could not stop touching that thing because it was like, you know, you want to make sure it's getting smaller. It's gone. Excuse me, Brian. How's this feel? Does it feel any different to you? Is that your husband saying, Brian? Yeah. Good Mm -hmm. job. At first, I was like, who the hell are you talking to? You're a man behind me? So, so yeah, I finished chemo beginning of February and my double mastectomy was scheduled for the end of February, February 22nd. And I had to have a mammogram done and I had to have another scan just to make sure, um, when I went to my mammogram, that's when things like, I, like I said, I was so sick. I ended up passing out during my mammogram while I caught myself. I told the person doing, I'm like, I'm going to pass out. I need to sit down. Like I was so sick and just so weak. So I had to like recover a little bit in between that time. And I did, I did. I felt better um, enough to go and have my surgery. So went and had my surgery. It went really quickly. Was your surgery local? Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. Good. It was all through Wheeling Hospital. And so Dr. Harden. Dr. Was, Harden. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I had a different oncologist. So Dr. Harden is my breast cancer doctor, okay. like for the surgery and that kind of thing. But then I would have my oncologist, who is my cancer doctor. And they That teamed? did. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, same thing with like when I first was diagnosed, um, all the, the doctors in the hospital, a team of doctors would get together and they'd sit around and discuss my case and make a game plan for it all. So I love, I really am happy with all of the doctors that I saw. A lot of, pe- a lot of the time people will tell you, I had so many people reaching out to me when I was diagnosed, like you need to get a second opinion. You need to go to all well, this bigger and better hospital. You need to do this and that. And I'm very happy with the choice that I made in the the hospital that I stayed with. So, um, and you had that personal connection from yeah, your dad. I, exactly. So you had that and second opinion my, of trust. And that and my other thing was like, I need to be local. I have my, yeah. my boys are here. I can't yeah. travel every three weeks to, I mean, if I had to, absolutely I would if it was like they didn't have the care I needed here um, or any of that. But I was like, I feel like it's going to be a little, just a teeny bit less stressful for me to stay local and be 10 minutes from the hospital rather than having to drive an hour, two hours, three hours. So um, I'm happy with my choice. I I did. I stayed stayed here local and went and had my surgery. Um, It went really well. I did have like a couple issues after my um, mastectomy where I had to have two blood transfusions, but... Is that normal? No. So what would be the reason for that? Um... Honestly, I don't know. Thankfully, I actually, after my surgery, I went and stayed at my parents' house just so the boys would like not jump on me and like, you know, yeah, I needed to like recover. if you don't have toddler boys, yeah, yeah, so. It's aggressive. So we thought that would be the better choice. So I decided to go stay with my parents and let my mom and dad take care of me, which was amazing and And just comforting. they loved that too. Yes, it was comforting. Like my dad would make me coffee every morning and like I'm still, when I'm like, will you make me a coffee, dad? Like just comforting. Yeah. However, while I was sitting there after my surgery, my mom kept saying, you look really pale. You look really yellow. Like your skin color is just off. But I'm thinking I just had my surgery. Chemo. Yeah, I had chemo, chemo a couple months. weeks before. Yeah. Um, and I'll have to show you guys pictures. Like I took right after I did look rough. But I'm like, I'm fine. I actually felt physically really well after my surgery. Like I was not in pain. I was only taking Motrin. I never took like anything stronger than Tylenol Motrin like I felt really good um 
But every time I would walk up their stairs to use the restroom, I my heart would start pounding and my head would start thumping. And I'm like, okay, like I'm out of breath to walk up the steps. My heart is pounding. Like this is weird, but I must was just be. Was it like that before? No, if ever? I was sitting, I was fine. Okay. Nothing else. It was just walking up the steps and like up and moving. So I will tell, I told my mom that I have allergic reactions to like tape and adhesive oh. on band-aids, any kind of like something you stick on your body. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I get covered, like breakout in hives. So they have to use that for, everything everything like yeah. no matter how many yeah. times i've told them i just guess they don't have anything that is like hyperallergenic for me but i would always break out in hives and i was covered in hives after my surgery because they had different tapes all over me oh, I'm sure. um that seems painful yeah too. It, and itchy it's yeah. so i'm already uncomfortable in that sense so i called my doctor and was like look i am covered in hives i need some kind of cream or something but they needed to see me to be able to like give me a prescription for like cream for that. Good. So my dad took me to the to my doctor and my breast doctor and my mom said, please tell them about you having like your he- heart pounding and your yeah. head hurt. This is just like a couple days. So they still this. Was I never. Still yeah, I never said anything. Anybody in there with you. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Well, I could probably have my mom like into the appointment, but okay, like for yeah. chemo is when I couldn't have people. In right, there. Okay. Yeah. So I finally went to the doctor just for my hives. And as I'm sitting there, I said, by the way, whenever I stand up or walk up steps, my heart starts pounding really, really bad. And I kind of feel dizzy. And so they're like, well, let's run some labs on you. So they send me to labs. So I go over to labs and um, like 10 minutes after my blood work is done, my mom walks in. She's like, I had to leave work. I needed to get up here with you just to be there with you. I know. Tanya, Tanya. I know. Like, Do you keep that mother in your mind? She's amazing. So, Because my dad actually had to leave to go back to work. So like my mom, she came up. So all of a sudden, the nurse from the breast center walks over to the labs and she's pushing a wheelchair. And she's like, I know. She's like, you're going to sit down in this wheelchair and you're going to come with me and you're going to go get a blood transfusion because my hemoglobin and another something in the blood was so low. I think for women, I could be wrong if I'm not remembering correctly, like a normal hemoglobin for women is like 15. Yeah. Mine was like a 6.2, I think. And five is like fatal. So okay, yeah, necessary. So, so there was some issues it. with that. Yeah. Really yeah. glad you went for your hives, Lindsay, and not telling your you what heart pounding. And your I feel like it's always the things that you, the things that I people was like, are like good, I don't think to mention that or like what the doctors actually need to hear. Well, and I'm sure the medicine, chemo has side effects, right? So yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. so sure I think with were. the whole passing out, like a couple weeks before, yeah. and then my chemo, and then just. My, your blood get, your white blood, everything is like, like depleted depleted. during chemo. So I think just all of it. Yeah. Have y'all heard about J-Screen? J-Screen's mission is preventing devastating genetic diseases by making genetic screening and counseling accessible and affordable. Based out of Emory University School of Medicine's Department of Human Genetics, this nonprofit program provides online education at-home testing, and telehealth genetic counseling services across the U.S. J-Screen's state-of-the-art cancer gen test analyzes the BRCA genes and over 70 other cancer susceptibility genes to determine your genetic risk for different types of cancer. This information can save your life. If testing shows that you have a mutation in a cancer gene, 
you can take action to prevent cancer. J-Screen's ReproGen test for diseases like Tay-Sachs and cystic fibrosis is also available to those who are planning to start or expand their families. Both tests are done from the comfort of your home on saliva and telehealth genetic counseling is included. And as a special gift to the mothering community, J-Screen has provided a $25 off coupon code for the mothering community. Type in mothern 2023 at checkout. That is M-O-T-H-E-R-N 2023 at checkout to receive $25 off of your purchase. Yeah. So I was at that point of being done with chemo, being done with my surgery, needing blood transfusions. And like, I was at that point where I was like, just done. I'm like, I'm done with this. I can't do anymore. Like I am sick, mentally. but I'm mentally done. But I was done. I, I actually I was, like, was Were you done. in remission so at that time? I like, got my, are you now? So, yes, I okay. am. And I, I had to get, I had to wait to have an appointment with my doctor. So you didn't know if you were in remission? No, because they point. had to send all that off to pathology and it normally takes a week or two weeks or however. So, so yeah, I was still waiting. Transfusion while you're waiting mm-hmm. for this? Yes. To come back. Yeah. So I'm still waiting for them to say, like, you had a clear path pathological response to everything dumb question and if it is for the medical field i am sorry but if you're getting a blood you have <laughs> can't wait to hear it <laughs> you had your blood work done prior for this to like yeah i mean before see- before you got the blood transfusion because yes. i would think that that would jack it up a little bit if you had somebody else's blood just right through your body and then you got tested well they right? send they send away with pathology they take so when i had my double mastectomy they actually biopsied lymph nodes oh, from okay. from my body got it and all the breast tissue like they take all of your breast tissue so and they send it. that to pathology that is what they got check it. for so cancer they check for cancer okay. cells yeah not not my blood so okay. um not dumb they know some right Bob right yeah, and thank they you. Right. Okay. And they do the lymph nodes to make sure it's not like throughout your body. Like if it's spread to your lymph nodes, then it's spreading throughout your body or starting to or whatever. I had no I had no cancer in my lymph nodes and my breast tissue that they removed, it all came back clear. Fuck yes. yeah. Yeah. It was the best feeling. Yeah. And I actually remember sitting there. How did, I was say, how'd you feel when you get that? Was the my chart a thing at this point? Like it was a thing, but I stayed away from my chart yeah, because I did not I know people who found out you. I knew I know people who found out like they had breast cancer or well, cancer bef- because they got a an email from my chart. Yeah, like I I'm glad I didn't look at any of that. That's hard though. I, I couldn't keep my head straight. I was so all over the place. I'm like, I don't have time to check my email. <laughs> like yeah, it was yeah. too much. But um so where were you when you found out so i was at my i was at my appointment um with my oncologist this time and my mom was with me again and i'm like of course sobbing like waiting because i'm so scared and my oncologist is very by the book and very like big words and big terms and she's saying all of this and my mom's like she just needs you to actually say fucking say she's cancer free right now that that's what you i are need cancer free because she was i mean I it was like that like yeah. my mom's like she really just needs you to say like you are cancer free and so my oncologist looked at me and she's like you are cancer free <laughs> so Very nice. like there it was a pathological full pathological response so <gasps> thankfully but, that yeah, was great okay so you are still taking medicine now yes so let's drop that do people know that no, a lot of people don't okay. because this, uh, so, so you're hearing it here first. Yeah. So Sorry. with my, it's no, okay. It's so with my chemo, I had an immunotherapy 
And I did find out at that last appointment that I was going to continue. My immunotherapy had to be continued for a full year. What does that do? So immunotherapy is like a targeted therapy. And it basically, it can like hit your cancer cells that are considered sleeper cells. Throughout the whole body. Yeah. So if for any reason there is like a cancer cell that could have been missed or just there's a teeny tiny, like you don't see it. This immunotherapy is going to continue to target that. Little mini bodyguards. Yeah. But I didn't know. When I thought I was done with chemo, I thought I was done Um, with going to the cancer center and all of that. And my doctor, unfortunately, it was like dropping the bomb on me. She's like, no, you actually have to continue every three weeks of this immunotherapy. And since I started chemo in October, I had to go through October for it every three weeks. Is that only because you were triple positive yeah so this immunotherapy is was for my specific cancer okay, yeah so, that's, that's so not, not everybody yeah so yeah since it's technically november are you done with that so i finished that last november okay. actually one oh, that's right my math yeah i right. finished that last november okay. um so it was you know 2021 to 2022 um so it was hard i was really upset about finding out that i had to continue that like i know and who knows maybe they told me that at the beginning maybe. of all this and i slipped my mind but i did not know i was like i'm done i'm good now that make you feel sick too it doesn't um okay. some people have reactions to it differently i just it would make me feel a little tired or a little weak but yeah i and it wasn't like an eight hour thing i would go to the cancer center and sit there for an infusion for like an hour and a half to two hours maybe um it wasn't terrible but it was just the whole point of having to go and do it and like that ptsd yes yes so i did that and then again i was put on a hormone blocker for normally people will be on it for five years but because of my age i'm on it for 10 years um However, my body thankfully has responded to it really well because some women, I at the beginning, it made me feel rough and not the greatest, but I'm okay with it. Um, but also because of my type of breast cancer, the whole estrogen thing, I chose to have a um, full hysterectomy just to basically to turn off any type of estrogen that's being made in my body that I can, that I can control. And with your ovaries, your ovaries ovaries produce estrogen. So So when was that brought up to even be a a factor in anything? Like, did they info dump you real quick at the beginning and then give you time to process it or? So that was, it was actually my choice. Um, I had been doing a ton of research and like for you. Yeah. And with people who, some women who have estrogen positive breast cancer, um, I was, you know, friends with some people who told me they had a hysterectomy and that their oncologist recommend, recommended it. My oncologist actually did not. She was not really for it. Um, really? <laughs> I'm laughing because well, you should just today, me. I know, today we thought they were done with our road and the loud trucks in the background and they finally <laughs> paved it yesterday. But what time is it? They're probably driving down the road to go to lunch because they're working up the street. So if you hear any extra noises. Just hang in with us. Just hang in. Just hang in. They'll be gone. Um, But so my oncologist, you know, she really wasn't. She was kind of like, again, by the book. Why would we mess with something else if there's nothing actually wrong with it? But for me, it was to try to control the estrogen producing in my body. I would think the same Um, way. A lot. If it wasn't me choosing a hysterectomy, 
there is a shot, I believe it's called Zolodex. I could be wrong, but I believe it's called Zolodex that a lot of women who are estrogen positive for breast cancer, they have to go every month or every two months and have this shot done to turn off their ovary function. For the rest of their life? Um, for their, for however long until menopause, I think. I could be wrong because I'm not doing it, but I believe it's until... I don't blame you for And I didn't, I just didn't want to go that route. Yeah. The hormone blocker that I was on, um, there is a chance that it can cause uterine cancer after being on it for so long. And I'm like, I'm going to be on it for 10 years. And I don't want to deal with uterine cancer. So I don't, it's, I don't you know, it. not saying it happens, but it can. So that was my other thing. And so I chose to have a hysterectomy after speaking with other doctors. I had okay. second opinions on that with my gynecologist, my breast doctor. Um, she was 100% for it. She said, you know, a lot of the time with uterine cancer, you don't catch it soon enough. She's why yeah. why worry about it. that yeah, yeah. So, so you were saying you had ct scans yes okay why what does that why ct scans so the scans are just to to see how everything was going in my body right. okay. um to make sure that i wasn't was had up. any other cancer showing up um or spread before they did my lymph node biopsy right so and just to see if the tumor size shrunk and all of that Okay, because yeah. we spoke a little bit off air, and she was telling us about the brain. Oh, yeah. So the connection there, mm -hmm. which I'm so sure people that's, don't know, because I didn't know, and we both, both yeah. of us have family well, in the medical field, and we had no idea. Right, so the medicine or the medication that I'm taking now, I started it in March. It was um, recommended by my oncologist, and for my type of breast cancer, the HER2 receptor um, it is very aggressive and the medicine that I am taking, it helps with the percentage rate of it coming back. It's supposed to help with that HER2, that HER2 receptor to not come back, recur. Mm -hmm. And so you take it for, for me, I have to take it for one full year. Um, and basically it is one of the only drugs out there that can cross the blood to brain barrier. So with breast cancer, if for some reason you would have a recurrence and you don't, I guess if you're not paying close enough attention or you're not having scans or anything regularly, which a lot of breast cancer patients, when you're done with chemo and everything, they don't do scans unless something comes up. So you don't, you're not going to know until something comes up. Right. Um, this basically with breast cancer, it can come back as like metastatic breast cancer and it can go to your liver or to your lungs or your bones or your brain. And a lot of the time with the HER2 thing, it's brain cancer. Brain. Yeah. So you were just taking care of business yeah, before I, you even had the opportunity. Uh, yes. And it was a hard decision because um, this medicine can, it makes me feel cruddy. Um, yeah. Doesn't make me lose my hair or anything. And it's like an, it's basically like a targeted therapy chemo med. Like it came in a biohazard box. Like it's just scary. <laughs> like, you know, it's one of those things like you don't, yeah. you don't want to deal with. Exactly. It's yeah. yeah. It's six pills at once, um, once a day. So I'm adjusting to it. Like I said, I started in March, so it's so you're almost we're, there. we're getting the halfway. Yeah. We're at the halfway point. So, so obviously we've talked about everything from you finding out to going through your treatment to kind of where you are now. Um, this is obviously is a ton to mentally. It's a huge mental load of all of this. Jesus, yeah. Did you do anything during that time to help like mentally or were you just... So, shutting yourself in a room, <laughs> talking to anybody. And if you don't feel comfortable, no, it's sharing, fine. Yeah, you don't have you to, don't, but like, fine. what kind of so, helped you with that? 
something that I like can't I still like am so forever like grateful and thankful for is of course my family and my friends um but also like just the community and strangers like people were so kind and people were like coming out of people I haven't even seen since high school so years Mm -hmm. and years like you know for support and reaching out to me and like just letting me know they're thinking of me and they're praying for me I had um like the local my husband where he works their school was doing wearing you know pink and in support of me which her (laughs) husband works at one of the biggest schools in our area um right Mm -hmm. and Wheeling Park yeah 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 we we can say Wheeling Park High School um and I remember seeing all of social media just flooded with Mm -hmm. your shirts it was amazing yeah um the cheer the cheerleading team did it and then of course my wrestling my wrestling moms and the wrestlers for my husband's team they all had shirts made that said team Lindsay and they wore it during a wrestling match and it was just so during your chemo yeah during my chemo time it was all so amazing i mean just local businesses were coming out and supporting it was amazing um my best friends all were there and people were sending things i had a you know a meal train one of my best friends did a meal train for our family so like the support and love from people was so amazing and i needed that and this they're just um if for those of you who aren't familiar with the wrestling world, that takes place in the winter months. So mm-hmm. when, that's the heavy hitting time of your chemo, correct? Mm-hmm. So how did that play into your treatment? Because your immune system is so depleted mm-hmm. during treatment. Yeah, I pretty much missed all of the wrestling season yeah. that my husband for his team. Um, I for like I did go to the wrestling match where they were like wearing the the shirts that they had made like it wasn't just like the wrestling team like the wrestler moms all did it and the wrestler the boys were amazing but they had people buying the shirts to support our family so like the crowd was wearing it I had team the team that they wrestled that evening even were asking for shirts and so, so it was amazing yeah good job yeah. wrestling moms yeah the sportsmanship those yeah. kids too because it's yeah it's yes little again was, humanizing it yeah little kids grown up adults you know it was amazing That's and amazing. i i went to that match and i sat up in the press box so i could be away from yeah. all the germs <laughs> yeah. um and, and i was looking down at everyone's backs facing like the mat on the floor and so all I saw was like team Lindsay and across it it was amazing yeah yeah they saw it too yeah it was great yeah it was so amazing if you had to give any advice for if somebody knows someone going through cancer mm-hmm. like what is actually helpful to do for them yes. what is like ah that's nice but like we don't really need that yeah. or how, how can they show support so <laughs> I had an entire room filled with like things that people dropped off at my house or sent me and as amazing and wonderful and kind as that was it was overwhelming Mm -hmm. to get so much different things like adult coloring books um lotions you know different types of mints and candies and gums and tea and just like blankets and things like it was a lot um it was amazing, but like only one person can use so much of that. Mm-hmm. So I did donate some things to my breast center, which they yeah, which they is do that for other women. They reuse it, you know, all it's new stuff. Yes, donate. yeah. But like the best things that we received, first 
the meal train yeah. that my friend my one of my best friends she put together for us that was amazing because it was like for the first couple of months um that i was going through it and i didn't need it like we didn't want to do it every single day so you could set it up and do it like once a week or twice a week or something and people would just sign up and make a meal or have a meal delivered to you at your front door didn't even have to see to that at first um with your like i can do it myself type of mentality i i that was actually really helpful and i was like i was totally on board for the meal train yeah yeah there were other things people were like can i please send you money can we please um the the t-shirt thing for the wrestling team at first my husband was like i don't think she's gonna want anyone to like i don't like being the center of attention i don't like being like i didn't want to go fund me made like i didn't want that kind of thing like um but my husband's like you know the wrestling moms really want to do something for you i'm like you know what let's that's fine the t-shirts are perfect and after seeing it it was really amazing i still see those shirts floating around now and yeah so like by storm yeah so that was nice but definitely the meal train was i would say the best thing like drop a meal off to somebody who's going through it or send them a gift card DoorDash. um gift cards were amazing and even the gift of money was so helpful um Mm -hmm. to not have to like worry about like that kind of stuff as much if someone's going through such a hard time and can't work or whatever yeah also water bottle like i loved having a good water bottle i'm a cup girl like i love cups and water bottles she's always so yeah so having like a good you want to drink so much water through chemo so having a nice good water bottle or water cup and like a comfy cozy blanket yeah. is great for people people sent me so many like beanies and like hats and different things and that was awesome but like you have your your favorite hats that yeah. you go to you're you know? gonna wear so, so many yeah so was there anything that was like maybe <sighs> yes like calm down everybody yeah. this love is it different. but calm down this is different for everyone but i the adult coloring books oh, um okay, yeah some people love them My and dad. Yeah, like some people want to color and some people want to do that. I, I'm i not like a color, like I don't do too much of that. And I got like stacks and stacks of adult coloring books. And I get it because it's, you know, you my chemo is long. You have something to do. Yep. Again, some people love it. Um, but probably calm down on the adult coloring books. If you sent me an adult, an adult coloring book, I love you. And don't worry, it did go to good use because I did donate a lot of stuff that yeah, I didn't use. Which, but yeah. Um, just so many people send those and I don't yeah. know what it is. Uh, maybe if you type in like best gifts for cancer Honestly, patients, that might Pinterest be top one. That. So yeah, that yeah. could help. But, um, yeah. <laughs> now let me ask you this. Okay. So if this is all with in under a year, right? Oh this my, all happened yeah, yeah. under a year. So you get diagnosed, you think you're going to have surgery, but then they're like, we hold on. We're not going to do surgis. Or surgery. surgery. <laughs> we're not going to do surgery. Not a word. We're not going to do surgery, but then we're going to do um, your chemo first, then your infusions, and then then we'll do your uh, double mastectomy, and then we'll do a hysterectomy all within a year. Mm-hmm. Mentally, we started talking about it. What did you do to make sure your mental state oh, yeah. was in the biggest, in the highest regard? Because you are only one person. 
So that's a lot to put on yes. one well, person's shoulders. And it's a lot, like, it's different if it's just, like, you and your husband at home. Yeah. But, like, right. to try to keep right. it in check in front of, like, your kids is hard. Yeah, so, do you have advice of what you did or what you wish you would have done or what you could have done mm-hmm. differently? Because yes. there are people going through it, even without breast cancer. Uh, cancer yeah. across yes. the board. Yes, or any kind of disease or disease. illness or whatever. Yeah. That's a great question. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, like I said, I love to, like, at the beginning of this, I felt like I was in, like, my best shape. Um, exercising is mm-hmm. huge for me. And I did my best to continue exercising and working out through chemo and being sick and all of it. Um, I remember I ended up not being able to, like, go to the gym because of germs, germs. obviously. So I would I did my little home gym workout. Um, we got it all set up really nice for me. And I have a Peloton. So, like, I was going to say, I remember yeah. you posting a picture in your Peloton. And uh-huh. it was motivating me to get my yes. ass online. That was, like, my my go-to was, like, I would say I used my Peloton the most just because it was easier on my joints. And my joints were, like, so hurting hurting yeah Mm -hmm. so I did I had to cut back on my running I mean I my running was pretty much non-existent through all of chemo just I felt so winded you know through it all and being sick like that but I did my peloton and just tried to like lift light weights um or go for walks that was like my huge huge thing that helped me mentally through it like physically mentally so I tried my best to exercise through all throughout all of it um and I will say I went to like the darkest place I had ever been in through all of this. Um, by the end of it, I was crying every single day on my shower floor for days and days. Like it was really hard. Yeah. Um, and my mom was like, you know, begging me, please go talk to somebody. We went to my my doctor's appointments and asked my doctor for like a therapist number. And they said they had somebody that they would have reach out to me. And they did. And this is horrible, but I never made that appointment. It's not horrible. It wasn't the right. I, I just wasn't ready yeah. to talk about it. And I think, as you can see um, through my social media, so oh, social, social media. media, I, in the beginning of all of it, uh, not to like jump all over the place, no, but in the beginning, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm Once I got through the whole diagnosis, I'm like, I'm going to share this on social media. So in case other people are going through it, they can relate to someone and I was you know looking up people around my age that are also also diagnosed with breast cancer and like becoming friends with them and like communicating back and forth and some of these women they're amazing and they are like huge advocates for breast cancer and I got to a point you know I was sharing here and there updates for people wondering and asking um but I got to a point right in the middle where I didn't even want to talk about it um I didn't it made me really upset and really angry um I was like just frustrated that it happened to me and I kind of got to a point where like I couldn't even talk about it without crying so I kind of like slowed back on the whole social media thing um but I wanted to like at least be able to like bring a light yeah just to do something to say something and so i would i would do just in my stories here and there but i remember the one story and actually we were recording together the one time you posted this story and i it was i think it was one you were just crying yeah you were very brave yeah yeah sure yeah but it was very brave i never wanted people to think that it was like a walk in the park butterflies and rainbows like i needed people to be able to relate to like i'm crying and this like is that. it yeah no. yeah i remember it 
and it was like the first thing was kind of it was raw and real mm-hmm. it's you have it's a daily minute by minute fight that yeah you will continually live for the rest of your life i'm sure but yeah. that video it would it sent chills down my down Aww. my spine because our kids are around the same age yeah and it's like you are thinking about yourself but then your kids and like i have to be alive for my children yes. so i'm gonna do whatever the hell it yes. takes but also like i'm exhausted i am tired mm-hmm. and this it's not what you picture it to be so personally i think that was so brave of you Thanks. I mean, I remember we were sitting yeah. there bawling. Yeah. Uh, and we're like, what do we do? There's got to be something we I can know. do. I know. And then immediately you're like, oh, what can we do? What can we say? <laughs> yeah. A blanket in a coloring book. <laughs> uh, but carry on. So which, you did Which we love. Yeah. We love it. So you didn't. So I kind of, I, yeah, I did not. I decided I wasn't, honestly, I did. I sat, I would look at my husband. I'm like, I need to go get a shower. It was probably the cleanest I'd ever been. Cause I was in the shower every day, just sitting on that floor crying because I, um, probably my husband and probably my mom and dad, you know, um, I just was so depressed and I feel like I didn't really know about depression like until I got to that point. Like that was when it was like, wow, like this is definitely I need to like I need yeah I need to get out of this um congratulations for pulling yourself out and I I that's a dark heavy place depression is heavy Mm -hmm. it's hard and you are going through life and it takes a lot to pull yourself out and to be self-aware enough yeah to not yeah yeah you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so um and I know oh that was sweet um (laughs) I wanted to ask a question um but before I get into that I want to say something about Something that you did post. Um, I don't know I, what you're yeah, going to say. Yeah, you, you don't know this. After, I think it was after you completed chemo and you had all your surgeries, I remember just a picture, and this could be not painted the right way, but your friends took you on a trip, right? Yes. To oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. Um, so I want to take a Seriously, minute. Seriously, have the best friends. Like, yeah, I want to take a minute and acknowledge the strong group of women that you've surrounded. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cry. Because... Um, I saw that, and it's like seven. There were like seven women. I'm crying. Eight women. (laughs) I mean, it was her friends from grade school, high school, college, coming together. Mm -hmm. She couldn't. I'm like shaking. She could not have people with her during chemo, um, and she couldn't have people during her checkups, and they couldn't be physically with Mm -hmm. her. And it was this. It was like a celebration of you as a person, and yep. Those type of friends, however busy they were, how many kids they have, they could have been across the world. I don't know. But Mm -hmm. they all carved time out of their lives to support you in the one way you could. And it was, you made it through it. We're still here for you. We're so proud of you. Let's celebrate you. Mm -hmm. And I just think that is such a special thing that you have that not a lot of women have that. Not a lot of people have that in general. And I just, I want to say that I think that was so wonderful. That you I agree. Had it really great, was. It I, was amazing. Yeah. Like, so shout out to them. Too. Yes. Shouting yes. Out people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't name them all, but they all know who they are. They, do, uh, they yeah. did. They took me on like a lake, a lake house it trip. Was a lake. Yeah. Okay. Um, and they didn't tell me where we were going. They basically like packed Even your bags better. and pick you up, pick me up. They said, we're going within this, you know, two hour drive or whatever. So it's not like super far, but um we show up at this like big beautiful cabin on the lake and it was just like a girl's weekend of like hiking and sitting around the fire and like just loving life enjoying each other and yeah they're all amazing so 
if with your permission, mm-hmm. she'll probably send us photos and yeah. we'll share her photos. So um, feel free if you don't have somebody in your life like that, be that for somebody else. Yes. Um, yes. I think that that's so important having, for anything. Yes. Agreed. Having someone, the support, just having someone to like fall on when you are just like a wreck mm-hmm. it's so important you know it, whether it's a family member or a best friend or a stranger i mean i've had a lot of people reach out to me that have had scares or that like don't yeah. know what to do and as hard as it as hard as it was for me during that time while i was going through it to like talk about it i can relate and i know how hard it is to like be panicked and worry oh, and like yeah. are Shoot. you am i dying am i On daily yeah yeah it's scary yeah i mean yes you've we've had i've had it mm-hmm. and who was hiding in the parking lot when you were walking into your apartment Allie. like a creep yeah no this this just happened. like show up it, yeah it's honestly scary. Mm-hmm. i was scared to death i thought i had something mm-hmm. so i tracked was... your location to the doctor's appointment I know, the, hid in the parking <laughs> lot the same out. the same thing happened to me actually i i was at the breast center and i walked in to like sign in and a girl that i'm friends with that I know was sitting like we're not you know best friends but friends and she was sitting in the waiting room and I saw her and of course the look on her face I'm sitting there thinking like I'm walking in everybody knows I had breast cancer and like she sees me and like she looks like she's about to break down and I'm like oh gosh like yeah yeah. she was there for an appointment yeah yeah Yeah. for an appointment for herself so I texted her you know after I got out like I tried to make her feel comfortable like your nails look great girl like you know just kind of calm down (laughs) I could just tell I'm like I'm the worst person that she probably wants to see in in here right now just because she knows my situation and what I went through and I did not want her to feel that way but I did send her a text after we you know i had left and she left and she i believe everything went was good for her they just like please checked her out yeah she was good but just be that person send a little text send a message um just to let them know that someone's thinking of you someone's there i have so many people that i mean like i said people i strangers like that i don't even know that still like if somebody yeah yeah Okay. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it was hard during the time. Right. I, if I never got back to certain people, my inbox was like always full. And so that was hard. But yeah. I know people just care. Like people yeah. just care. And um, some people want to be nosy. <laughs> like it's right. true. And and not in the worst way. Like they yeah. are like checking in on you. They want to make sure everything's going okay. Like we're, yeah. what's happening, you know. Mm-hmm. So just always, I guess, be there for somebody if you can be. Well, I think we... We've kind of taken up a lot of her time. No, you're <laughs> I'm fine. I'm so sorry. Let's end, on a, yeah. let's end on a good one. I know we had some questions. I Yeah, that one will be good. So this question, um, I guess looking back on it through your whole experience and also towards your future, um, knowing what you know and what you've been through, what is one thing that you could say that you would like to have a message to the world about either cancer or... Um, just a message that you could tell anybody that might be going through it or something that you've went through that could help them. What Mm -hmm. is one message that you could impart on the world? So for me, um, the main thing is like, know your body, know your own body, um, get familiar with yourself. Like even if you feel you are in your best shape, your best health, if something feels off, speak up about it, Mm -hmm. get comfortable with feeling uncomfortable going to the doctor. Um, if, something still feels wrong after you've been to the doctor and you need to go get a second opinion, do that. Um, You don't need to be ashamed for feeling a certain way Mm -hmm. and somebody telling you that, nope, everything's good. Um, You don't need to be 
embarrassed, like just know your body, get yourself checked out and be your own advocate. Um, because mainly early detection for a disease, cancer is so important. Like I'm so thankful that I found this so early and that I'm still here today. And I know that doesn't happen for a lot of people. So my, my best advice and what I could say is just get comfortable with knowing yourself and your body. Something's wrong. Advocate for yourself. I think that's, I think that's perfect. And I, if that could like cover so many different areas oh, of yes. shit. Yes. Like pregnancy and birth anything, and anything. Sickness, it doesn't illness. just have to be cancer, of course. Yeah. But yeah, I think that is like the main thing, especially now going through everything that I went through. I'm like overly like, nope, this doesn't yeah. look right. That's yeah. not right. That wasn't there before. What is this? Like, and not to be like a hypochondriac or anything, but like, don't let somebody tell you right. that something is nothing's wrong with you if you feel like there's something wrong continue to you know well get and it if taken you don't feel of, comfortable with what your doctor has said to you find someone like, else there's other yes, ones out there absolutely yeah. absolutely is there anything that we might have missed that you want to make sure is said and i'm not saying this is the last time because i have a feeling that people you are going to come back to, yeah oh, of course you're part of that. this community i mean i'm because i got lots of mama stuff my boys are my life oh, so she's, she's coming back, be back. <laughs> right, we got to find that third mic sometime um, <laughs> is there anything that we might have missed I don't know. I think like we covered. And are you open for people? Yeah. If someone needs to reach out to me, that is perfectly fine. Um, Again, I think just being super supportive for people because I, like my family and myself, we were just blown away by the support. You don't have to send a gift or, or, you know, if you you can't afford something like don't even worry about that stuff like if you just need to send a card to someone just to let them know that you are thinking of them um i think that's important too because you know you go through all the person that's going through some kind of illness you go through so much and you feel alone in it at times whether there are people there physically or not to get a little card in the mail was like always so sweet and i also know somebody that um has like a card company I literally was like, oh, what is this? <laughs> and I was like, oh, gosh. I didn't even know I was going to go that route, but and I'm sitting here looking at you. Well, I'm you like, I do know. know. shameless plug. Fuzzywill.co. This is a non-shameless plug. No, but I That's actually so funny. was going to have you help me because I'm trying to make some breast cancer. Oh, my gosh. Person. I don't I know what to love that. that was not I like, would love that. You know what? It's a thin line. Lindsay's Lessons. Oh, my well, gosh. The, the hashtag. Lindsay's, Lindsay's Lessons. We're going to make her do a segment I would love to help you, though. Hashtag Lindsay's Lessons. That would because be so good. You are so powerful. And well, you've been informative. through Experience is like the biggest thing you can learn from. So you've been in a place where a lot of people don't want to be, yeah. but you've been through it and can yeah. work on it. I think that's the hardest thing for me with it all was, of course, one, my little boys and my family and like mm-hmm. worrying and being so scared that I'm going to like not come out of this. But also just, you know, being a young mom and like having to like this is my life now so Mm -hmm. even though i'm done with cancer treatments so well pretty much um i still have my regular my regular checks and regular appointments every six months and i still have to worry like is it going to come back or not but like i don't want my life to be like lived in fear i there was a time where i was like so scared that like what if this comes back what if this comes back like and i know anything could happen at any time you know any time for anybody um but I don't want to live in fear. So like if I can talk about it and if this even helps one person yeah. to let them know, don't, Which don't live in will. fear either. Just try to, you know, live your life as good as you can and yeah. 
We are so proud you of know. you. Hey, Thank you. Thanks for coming on. We love you so much. Thanks so much for having We're me. Honored. I love this. I, I yeah. do too. Sorry I ramble so much. No, but I guess this that's is like you can talk for days. Yeah. It's a two-parter. <laughs> two-parter, maybe three weeks. I don't even know how long this is, but... Um, from the mother and community, we thank you. And Thanks for having we hear us. you. We see you. We, we are, are with you every, every step, step of the way. way. Yes, Lizzie! <laughs> <laughs>